Now, back to the Mulberry Lane Show on the Mighty 1290. Brought to you by Elisa Ilana. Once again, here's Mulberry Lane. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry on the Mighty 1290. Well, are you a middle sister? Well, there's actually two middle sisters in our family. (laughs) I'm one and Bo is the other one. And I think we both agree that middle sisters are just a little bit more... More, maybe everything. (laughs) So our next guest will wholeheartedly agree with us. She is the founder of the wine brand Middle Sister Wines. You've seen the adorable sister characters on their label. And Terry Wheatley knows a thing or two about wine. A former senior executive with E&J Gallo, she set out to create delicious, affordable wines with a female point of view. And we're so glad she did, girls, right? Because what else would we drink at our show meetings? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Middle Sister Wines, Rebel Red, Wicked White, they're my best friends, sweet and sassy, the perfect blend, they make me feel fine, Middle Sister Wines. Welcome to the show, Terry. Oh, my goodness. Hear me applaud. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Terry. Well, Mellow Sister Wines is really a whole new concept in wines. It's not just a drink, but kind of a social lifestyle. So we want to know how did it all come about? Oh, well, actually, the Middle Sister Wine brand was born in uh, May of 2008. But it's uh, an idea that I've had for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. I have to say I am not a middle child. Uh, but all of my girlfriends all had three children. Okay. And I noticed that that middle child was always the special one, the one that was raising her hand first, maybe doing things first that were a little edgy. Mm-hmm. That middle child was the artistic one or the one getting the tattoo before she should be or or piercing her ears when her mother said no. Or mm-hmm. See, Bo she... and I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah might So they were always kind of acting out and doing interesting things. And Probably trying to get attention. Well, attention, but yet they always had this great sense of style and, and sense of self that I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I knew that in creating wine brands that women in particular would relate to, it had to be something that made you smile Mm -hmm. and that you could look at and say, oh, I'm a middle sister or I have a middle sister or I know a middle sister and it would bring a smile to your face because everyone would get it. And so one middle sister in particular, this brand is named for, there are three founding sisters of the wine sisterhood, myself. Okay. Uh, Marianne Vangren, that mm-hmm. works with us, mm-hmm. and Natalie Wassum. And Natalie Wassum's a younger sister, the middle child. Erin is really the one that this brand is fashioned after. Okay. And a quick story, Erin launched a sneak out from nursery school one day and led a revolt. The child was five years old, mm-hmm. and they snuck out of nursery school, just went out in the orchard and came right back. But Nonetheless, it was something that, you know, she planned, and Erin is the middle child that we always look to in, and when we're thinking about the different personalities, because she has these multi-personalities. <laughs> She's a rebel. Uh-huh. She can be sweet. Uh-huh. She can be wicked. 
she's forever cool because she's a you know a stylist. She lives in L.A. and and mm-hmm. has a wonderful edgy lifestyle. But that's really who we took our inspiration from. From that, I, we we draw inspiration from all the middle sisters that we we've met along the way. So, so you really base the wine off of real personalities, real of, personalities of middle sisters. Now, if you uh, visit Middle Sister Wines on Facebook on the website, you'll see what Terry's talking about. They introduce different sisters, and they all have personalities and outfits, and they're these little mm-hmm. characters, and they really are based on real-life people. I think that's so neat. And there's actually a quiz on the website where you can find out which personality you're actually like. Yeah, I took the personality test, and I am forever cool, I have to tell you. You are oh, forever you cool. Are. You know what? Each of us took the quiz before this interview, and I am surfer chick. Oh. And Allie was mischief maker. And Bo was smarty pants. Which Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a pretty good mix here. I love that. So now you mentioned that this was something you did set out to do. It's a concept you had for a long time. And you had a, quite a history in wine. So tell us about how you got from being an executive at a top wine company to opening your own. Well, I started in the wine industry almost 40 years ago, which is a little crazy. And I have to tell you, I got in the wine business on a bed. My husband and I were newly married, and he traveled extensively. I'm married to a professional rodeo cowboy. That is so cool. And he left on a Thursday, and I said, you know, I'm really getting bored with this. I'm going back to work. He said, jobs are hard to find. I said, I'll be employed by Monday. Trust me. (sighs) The largest employer in the the area was E&J Gallo Winery. Uh-huh. And so I went and said, okay, here's my qualifications. I need a job by Monday. And, and kind of the rest was history there. I worked for that family for almost 17 years and left then to join the Trinquero family and worked for them for almost 15 years. And, you know, I really believed that life truly begins for some women at 50. And if I really wanted to follow my heart, I was going to do something for myself and do things with friends and do things that, you know, made me happy and made me smile every day. So I actually left the corporate wine world all on good terms, love the people I worked for, mm-hmm. but knew that for the remainder of my life, I intend to never quit because every day I get up and love what I do. So yeah, if you love um, what you do, it's not work, so, right? Uh, it's not work. It really isn't. So I started the company. Natalie Wassum joined me uh, right after I left. Marianne, who I also worked with, uh, joined me. And so we we started kind of with a band of women. So it really was the first sisterhood here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we invited a mister to join us, which is Brian Wirtz, which okay. was one of our founding partners, mm-hmm. um, to do some of the heavy lifting. And I want to say some of the things we didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, you always um, need a guy for that. And so we've had a small partnership. We're now up to about 12 people. But mm-hmm. we've grown a company from zero to you know, several hundred thousand cases in a short period of time and are loving every moment of it. Now, did it grow faster than you had imagined? Because I see the wine everywhere. Yeah, it did, but there's so much room to grow. That's Uh what's fun about it. It really did take off and explode because I do think when people see it, it brings a smile to your face. It catches your eye. And then all the wines, because of our background, are made with women's involvement in the taste profile, the names, the stories. And every single wine that we've made has won at least one, if not multiple, gold medals. So they're mm-hmm. they're styled for drinkability every day, but they're just really well-made wines because it, you can have a clever name, you can have a clever story, 
but if it doesn't deliver once you put it in a glass, you'll only buy it once. That's so, true. That is so true. We do have very engaging, interactive social media. Mm-hmm. So yes. we invite people to talk with us. We answer back, not only on the Middle Sister website, but also our overarching site where a lot of people engage with us is the Wine Sisterhood. Mm-hmm. So please Facebook us, yes. us there. The Wine Sisterhood, you have a really unique thing there. In fact, you have a gathering every year in Napa Valley. So yes, tell us a little do. bit about that. Well, last year was our first annual meeting, and it filled up immediately. And what we wanted to do was share the Napa Valley that we know with mm-hmm. the sisters across the country. But we also wanted to educate and entertain them. The three things that we try to do through the sisterhood is we want to entertain them, we want to inform them, and a little bit of education thrown in. Uh-huh. So we really brought in some social media powerhouse women from across the country. And in the mornings, we did sessions on social media for business, social media for in your life. How does it affect your life? How do you use it if you aren't on Facebook or Instagram or you, you don't Twitter? So we had these women training through the morning. And then the afternoons, we just went out and explored and We went to olive oil companies. We went to winery friends of ours. One night we had a huge lobster feed where we just threw lobsters on a table, a very long table, Mm. with the local firemen that put that on. (laughs) Um, It was a pretty remarkable three days. Yes, and I watched the video on your website, and it seemed like the camaraderie that was built between these women was really strong. Oh, it was. I mean, we brought together 50 women that didn't know one another mm-hmm. and they left friends they're still friends mm-hmm. and i bet you drank lots of wine we did, we did. <laughs> but we all pace ourselves we believe in moderation right. so we made sure that there was plenty of exercise <laughs> hydration nice balance food, yes. food. some of them even remarked oh my gosh i've never drank from morning to night and not had a hangover or gotten sloppy but we really do know how to you know how to, how to do that well. Yes, that's a thing and to learn. Another cool yeah. thing about Middle Sister Wines is the way you give back to women's causes. Can you tell us a little bit about Sisters Give Back? One of the important elements to everything that we do with our wine brands is to give back to causes women care about. And Middle Sister Wines is Help a Sister Out. And through Help a Sister Out, we're giving to food banks across the country because that's probably the primary concern that women have today is making sure that they're not only do they feed their families, but are they feeding them nutritious meals and so forth? So we are giving back a portion of our profits to food banks, and we're trying to keep it local. So if we do a promotion in North Carolina, we search out the North Carolina food banks and make sure that we're supporting them locally. We are going to be, through the holidays, posting the different websites or places. A lot of times women want to give back, but they don't even know where to go. The other brand that is one of our brands is called Purple Cowboy. You'll see a big hit through the Wine Sisterhood during this next month, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh We're really proud of what we've done there through the Tough Enough to Wear Pink support that we do, which is a cause I founded almost eight years ago, and we've raised over $12 million as a community. That's wonderful. Yeah. Every brand has its own identity, but every brand gives back in some ways. The Promiscuous brand is giving to edgy artists, new and upcoming artists. We have a brand that's coming online only, which is Good Daughter, which will give back to art supplies for schools because we as a family lost a daughter, a very good daughter, and she was a graphic designer, and her dream was to help children learn art. And wow. so we are giving back through that brand. That's so you set that up. everything we do, we try to have, um, have an element that gives back. 
That is just great. That purple cowboy you mentioned, that's more of a guy. Is well, that it is and it isn't. Okay. Uh, what, and I'm married to one, and I raised one. My son is a world-class rodeo cowboy. It's my other half of my lifestyle. Uh-huh. I would say, you know, I, I'm in the wine business first, but when I go home, that's my refuge. I am very involved in the Western community at home. Mm-hmm. The way I was raised, mm-hmm. I was raised on a ranch. I kind of have a split personality. <laughs> um, Don't we all, right? <laughs> so what girl doesn't like a cowboy? So exactly. we, we do have a very large female following with purple cowboy, very mm-hmm. drinkable red wines. Those were dialed and profiled by women, but they're drank by both male and female. Great. But on the back label, it says we proudly support Tough Enough to Wear Pink, and we do give a, a portion of our profits to that cause. Well, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show on the Mighty 1290, and we're here talking with Terry Wheatley, founder of Middle Sister Wine. And our topic for the show today is finding your authentic self. And Terry, you've had quite a journey, including breast cancer, and you're a survivor. What have you learned about authenticity? Well, I would say it's pretty easy for me. It's authenticity is doing more of what you love and less of what you don't love every day. Mm-hmm. And people say they want balance in their life, and I'm not sure you can find true balance. But authenticity for me is just doing more of what you love every single day everyone's going to have to do things that they don't like to do, but just do less of them. And then you're staying pretty true to yourself. Now, are you consciously doing more of what you love? Oh, absolutely. It's almost like an alarm clock went off when I turned 50. I won't say how much over I am, (laughs) but it was really a wake-up call to say, you know, maybe there's more behind you than in front of you. Uh I hope not, but then you need to get up every morning and do things that you love to do. I love that philosophy because it's succinct and easy to follow. And it's little steps. It's not like this overwhelming change or shift. And pretty soon you'll get there. Well, before we let you go, Terry, what is one thing that you can tell us that is cool to know about wine that maybe isn't too common knowledge so we can impress our friends at the next party? Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's that's really hard. Probably the thing that I say most to women when they say, I don't know if I should drink white or red or if I should drink a cab or a shard or my advice to all women is drink what you like. If you drink something and it tastes good to you, regardless of the price, regardless of the name, then that's what you should buy. Would you say you regardless never, of the food you're eating? Regardless. As well? Okay. Regardless. Because there are things that you can look at and say, you know what, would you ever think that potato chips are probably the best thing you could drink with champagne? Well, that's the truth. <laughs> um, but it is. I love I mean, it. I love it. But, you know, don't let other people intimidate you because it's something to be enjoyed, something that is part of a healthy lifestyle, everything in moderation. Go out, pop a can of those little crispy lace potato chips and open a bottle of Middle Sister Glamour Girl Bubbles, (laughs) and you will be delighted. Now, you know what? That is such a middle sister thing to say. (laughs) You just stand up for your wine glass and then sit down and drink it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Terry, thank you so much for sharing your philosophy, your wine knowledge, and your fun stories. This was a thoroughly fun interview, and we enjoyed chatting with you, and we'll have to catch up with you down the road. Great. I look forward to maybe you coming to Napa in March next year. We would love to. Love to. Thank Thank you, you, Terry. Terry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show on the Mighty 1290. When we come back, it's our coffee chat and our wrap-up. Let's toast to that.